0: Oh yeah, oh boy, what is it, what of it, this is me, Nick, the, P- the B M O C. you know what that stands for? Big man on campus, big man on campus, hi, Nick Flanagan Weekly here, titular host, as earlier mentioned, I'm Nick, uh, thank you for your nice feedback about my last episode, I will attempt to maintain that level of energy. Inspired by greats such as Brody Stevens, Jenner. Okay, maybe not Jenner, but Jenner was a runner. Runners have energy. Monster. Energy. And of course energy itself, known to some as Key. This is a podcast where I discuss all kinds of things. In the year of 2018, I returned from a place called Los Angeles. Wiser, older. Sadder. Possibly. Maybe not sadder than I've ever been, but in a bit of a funk. Then my mother said, you can come in to my home. Stay, Stay a while. Stayed a little while. Then there was a pandemic. Then I moved in with my kind partner. Now I'm somewhere else. Also, I've done sublets and cat sits and stays on islands since then. When I first came into town, I went with my mom to uh, something about ADHD. It was uh, Rick Green, a former comic who has since received the Order of Canada for his advocacy about attention deficit disorder. And my mom, because I did receive a late diagnosis of ADHD roughly 12 years ago, 10 years ago, something like that, and it was only when I came back from L.A. I realized how challenging the... uh, ADHD can be and how much it can impact your life and how much it had actually impacted my life and the things that I was straight up blaming myself for uh, were things that maybe could be better managed with uh, some management, for lack of a better word. Uh, <laughs> they could be managed better with management. And you know what? When I was in LA, I got, I got management and it was great, but representation is good. However, I needed to manage my feelings and behavior and impulses. And frankly, I still am working at it. It turns out it's an ongoing challenge. Don't let it get you down for too long if you're dealing with that. A lot of the time, the things that plague us, plague us forever. (laughs) But that doesn't mean they need to bring you down forever. They just are things that you can go... Oh boy, I'm getting sad. Did I, here's, remember that checklist? It's pretty famous. It's been on the net a lot. Did I shower? Did I get enough sleep? Have I been out of the house? Am I, am I, am I, have I eaten? You know, those kinds of things. The hardest is when you're faced with the choice of something you really want to do. Uh, I don't know if you have this. It might not be an ADHD thing, but I think it might be a little harder to control with ADHD. When there's something you want to do, the justifications, the hoops you can jump through to do in order to do it are freaking irresistible. So that's why getting a few models of uh, decision making and uh, moments of clarity in order to really weigh the pros and cons of something are important, you know, Um Letting things pass is such a gall-durne cliche, maybe, but it really is the truth of everything. Let your urges pass and then see what is necessary. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes the urge is necessary. I went to the bathroom earlier. And don't get it disgusting. I, I was just looking at myself in the mirror. I had the urge to confirm that I still had a face. It's really nice outside. It's nice here in the T-Dot, the T-Dizzle, six, smoke, big hog town, big smoke, uh, mega city. T-Dot, did I say T-Dot already? I think I probably did. Anyway, it's warm, it's nice. I took my friend's dog out for a little walk. It was cute. Went to the um, supermarket in Chinatown. Now, when I'm rolling in it, I'm going to go to the fruit market. I'm going to get organic. Almost everything. When I go to that place in Chinatown, they have two things of blackberries for $2. I'm doing it. I don't care if they're 100% chloride. I'm going to eat these blackberries, and I'm going to like them. Oh, the ginger's in a mesh bag? Well, that's not good for the environment. But it's inexpensive. I'm going to have to do this. I weighed the pros and the cons. Pro. Cheap. Con. Destroys the environment. Cheap. wins. I'm sorry. I guess I started by talking about the ADHD thing. Oh, yeah. So we saw Rick Green speak. My mother was uh, understanding enough to go and see it. And she got a better understanding of ADHD. And I understood the width of the issue and started going to sort of support groups, seeing psychiatrists, making sure I could see a therapist, getting medicated and I think it's possible it saved my life and perhaps other friends of mine saved my life as well. Maybe I'm uh, exaggerating but it certainly saved my mind from being super sad and then of course After this period, uh, that was taking a while of like two years of trying to get my life together, the pandemic hit and suddenly there were circumstantial reasons to be worried and upset and those did occur. And next thing I knew, I was just bummed, but the government was helping me live. I had a warm place, uh, It just was, I feel like it threw my, what I'm, uh, my single-minded pursuit of entertainment that has been start-stop in terms of visibility or success into a bit of a tailspin. Now, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better today. And yes, it's because I'm doing a bit more with my time. Idle Hands are the Devil's Playground. You got your hands out. They're not doing anything. Devil's gonna treat it like a seesaw. Devil's gonna treat it like uh, what is that thing where there's like chalk on the sidewalk? Hopscotch. He's gonna treat it like a hopscotch area. You might even treat it like a kiddie pool, and you don't want that. Devil's a man. Is that sexist? Is that likely? Is there a devil? Are we the devil? This and many other questions will be answered in Devil's Advocate 3, a script I'm working on. We're skipping two. There's not going to be a second one. Third one. Start at the third one. I'm back! I'm the devil and I'm back! I guess you could say the devil's back. So yeah, I guess you could say the devil's back. I said that I'm back. You don't have to say I'm back. I said I'm back. No, I I said you could say the devil's back. And you did say it. So, you said the devil's back. Aha! Oh, I get it. That's the first scene. It's a little ode to John Wick. And it will have the original cast, Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino, Charlize Theron. And, uh, hey, let's throw uh, Jeffrey Jones in there. Yes, he had a career-destroying scandal involving a teen rent boy of some sort. That's probably not a good term. But I'm going to keep it in here. Anyway, Devil's Advocate 2 featuring the original cast. Devil's Advocate 3 featuring the original cast. We're leaving to open... Because I'd like to do something at the end credits of Devil Advocate 3 where uh, it says we're having a contest. If you write a really good script for Devil's Advocate 2, we'll give you a million bucks. The entry cost is $900,000. So this way we're only losing $100,000 and that's just if one person enters. But ideally, we get hundreds of thousands of entries, and I make millions. Anyway, if you know Pacino Reeves, one of these people, just hit them up. Connect me. Connect them to my email address for the podcast. That's weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W E A K L Y podcast at gmail.com. I think there's an ice cream truck passing by. Ice cream man is coming! I grew up with 80s comedy. Boy, would people be mad at 80s comedy if it were happening now. Not aged perfectly. But I watched a comedy special the other week that really was just so invigorating. I put on a show called, I think it's called Just Chillin'. It, it, it seems like it's the brainchild of among other people. I think one of the people from Das Racist and then this guy Despot. Alec Reinstein, who I knew through a friend and saw he's a cool guy. And this show, Chilling, Just Chilling, was... It's like the perfect extension of these, like, Vice shows where rappers are getting high and watching ancient aliens. None of that stuff really appealed to me. But this one, they went to, like, a desert and there was an ATV and they were all kind of funny. Young Thug, recently arrested Young Thug, was the guest, and I just really enjoyed it. The music was nice. The people were having a fun conversation. There were animals. It was cool. Check it out, y'all. It's probably very old. I must be, I'm late to the party. I'm always late to the party, if I'm invited at all. What was I talking about? <laughs> Devil's advocate. Ice cream truck. Oh, yeah. So I went, so then we watched, and Stephen Wright is the narrator of this show. Comedian Stephen Wright. You may know him as the narr- uh, the first voice you hear in. Um, well, maybe not the first one. The guy, he does the. In, he's the DJ in um, Reservoir Dogs. Not that anyone's watching Reservoir Dogs. He's talking about problematic. But we watched a special from 1985 that's on YouTube of Stephen Wright's, and it holds up. It is hilarious. What a great comic. What an influential comic. We salute you, Stephen Wright. I give you your flowers. I don't want you to think before you pass on, which I hope you never do, that you are ignored. I think you're grand. Watch some Stephen Wright comedy. Everyone's mad. Ricky Gervais apparently did a transphobic joke. I mean, just be mad at Ricky Gervais. It's fine. It's okay. It's like being mad at Bill Maher. Just presume you're mad at him. You know, the office was a long time ago. And I'll tell you, if he was working in my office, pink slip, HR, demoted. Not in that order. we go demoted, HR, pink slip. That would be the order of which I would treat Ricky. Richie, He's rich, Richie Rich today. See. Also, everyone's mad at John Mulaney. Uh, I guess he had uh, Dave Chappelle appear at one of his shows and make, you know, some reference, some type of a trans joke. What are people expecting here? He's. They ain't your friends. These comics, they ain't your friends. We need to create a large divide between the people filling up air publicly with their thoughts and feelings and our friends and loved ones and our attitudes. Cause they will always the the ex. External influences will always disappoint us. I've done it. I've disappointed people. <laughs> what is what is that tone I just took? I don't claim to be perfect, but I'm also really gonna try not to come out and make some weird It's all just hockey. I mean that's how I always think about it, is like It feels like people are actively trying to appeal to people who, like, agree with their mindset, you know, when they make a joke. Um, Not always. I mean, look, I think that we need to be able to joke around with each other and uh, our intent as humans shines through so people know not to take it personally. And more than that, people know, instead of weaponizing your words that you are not on their side. You make some joke teasing someone who happens to be trans. You can't have someone go, someone goes up to you and says, oh, I really liked it when you teased them. You go, I was not teasing them in a negative way. You are a jerk. I like the person I was making fun of and I think they're great. But I mean, when I was first alive, in the underground worlds of punk rock and indie rock, doing my thing. Nobody liked stand-up comedy. Nobody. They were. They thought bands that were funny were funny. They liked joking with each other. They put no stock in actors or. Uh, there, the presumption was these people were not on the same wavelength. And what's so strange is that the politics is sort of filtered upwards, the politics of punk, the progressiveness, all that stuff. But the feeling of fighting against the status quo to the extent that one must ignore the status quo, that's gone, and that's creating trust and reliance in podcasters of all people when really you should be going to shows putting up a little poster that says whatever free palestine trans rights and then if some schnook comes in and says you say you put on a show jerk that being said i've been in bands that have not been allowed to play venues due to our lyrics Whew. Went off on a little bit of rant there Hey, Holmes Went on a bit of a rant there If you enjoyed the rant, please email weekly W-A-K-A-Y podcast at gmail.com Got some fun interviews coming up, I swear I keep on saying it, episode to episode Don Pyle, Davida Nemiroff my old pal, she's not old I'm not old, our friendship is old she was just on. I have an old, older interview with uh, her brother, Nick. Hopefully I can get that out. And just in general, hopefully I will have one interview per week for you at some point. Johnny Depp trial. Today Amber Heard arrested her case. There's still some Depp stuff to go on. this is such a mess I don't really understand it's like the amount of people willing to sort of reason out Johnny Depp's erraticness and his behavior and I understand giving it some contextual reason but these are the same people these same people who go God, Johnny Depp has ADHD don't be mad at Johnny Depp They're the same people who are like, Amber Heard is a disruptive, toxic narcissist with BPD. And it's like, well, these are all stigmatized things to some extent. So why not offer an amount of understanding on each? I mean, no one has a horse in this (laughs) game. (laughs) Do you have a horse in the game? If you have a horse in the game, email address I mentioned earlier. So yes, although I have seen like the de- the the defense the defense that the defense is <laughs> Amber Heard's side are, is mounting, there's some stuff that's a little iffy. Her takes are a little iffy to me. As are Johnny Depp's texts, if you read some of those, and his again, perhaps addiction based behavior. I mean to me here is a guy who's just been allowed to do whatever he wants and his coping mechanisms have backfired at him on him maybe Amber Heard's story is very similar but please remember you will not receive any money from however this trial goes and these are just two people who have more money than many and hopefully they're okay hopefully they'll be okay and hopefully they won't mess up anyone else's lives. That's all we want. She had, a, she had a psychiatrist on. Her side had a psychiatrist on. Apparently he was pretty hard on the concept of the addict. Also, he like called Johnny Depp basically a moron. <laughs> These brain experts, you gotta be careful with them. There are very few who are fully up to speed on uh, the different and diverse situations all of our brains are in because we're at a new time now where that guy who collected newspapers and put them all over and an OCD serious OCD who was some shut-in who lived in your apartment building in the 1980s now that person can find their people now that person might even know why they're all newspaper-y and that's a good thing that we've made those advancements that person who never got their shit together smokes a lot of weed maybe there's a reason they do that maybe you either let them live how they want to live or maybe if they need help you listen and ask for help baby it's up to you and i am speaking to the baby listener i have i have a friend who recently had a baby Congratulations, baby have her. I think you guys know her. She's my friend Allison. She's been on the podcast. Oh, there's all kinds of nice and bad things happening. It was Dallas Good's birthday a few days ago. R.I.P. Pete of my friend Dallas and to Ian Waring. Two good Toronto guys. Congratulations, Claire O'Kane. Also she was a guest on this podcast. Writing for SNL right now, good for you. Shout out to all people doing well, doing lovely. All the great musicians I've been able to do shows with. All the great musicians I've been doing doors for their shows. Man, I've been seeing some cool bands. There was a band called Spike Helis, I think was their name, from L.A. Really neat stuff. They were sort of an electro... 2000s vibe but really filtered through 80s synth uh, dance stuff I, I, was, I was sold and then I woke up and I said how come I didn't make any money from being sold the seller got 100% of the money that's not fair alright I'm going to end this podcast Oh, sad story, I have a uh, pencil sharpener that's blue in the shape of kind of a ladybug. It has a googly eye on it. And I used it as a prop in an audition where I knocked it down today. And one of the googly eyes fell off. I'm gonna have to glue that back on. So I am going to end a little differently. I have not read these before. This is the first time. I'm going to read a poem by David Berman, the late David Berman of the Silver Jews, some a band I've gotten into since his passing, and I've talked about this, this on the podcast. And my friend Kevin, who has a movie coming out called Tramps, I'm very excited for that. Kevin, I'm going to be going to the premiere, in inside out in Toronto, and um, he gave me a book, lent me a book of David Berman's poetry called Actual Air. So I'm going to read a poem from it. This is a poem by David Berman. Coral Gables. She wore a dress of voting booth curtains to a party at the coroner's split-level ranch. As she dashed up the quartz pebble lane, a bell, pushed by the wind, rang. Her initial entrance was unrecorded. Under the wagon wheel chandelier, a Bible story shot back through her mind, whirling and open to the page, You Will Meet a Stranger. A man worked on his wife in the foyer. That agent had you over a barrel. He kept his car running in the driveway, and you rushed out to it. Inching along the wall, she stared at the storms in the woods' grain until a nervous young man leaned over and whispered, I hired a detective to investigate myself. It was an act of religious passion. He's probably here at this party, watching me. She stepped backwards over a dog jackknifed on the rug, and fell into the arms of a scholar who spoke of an ad he'd discovered running unanswered for 100 years, floating like a ghost ship over the classifieds. The coroner's walls were decorated with magic marker drawings of wicker chairs and race cars. The notebook paper trembled when the heat came on. No one drinks rye anymore, someone said. No one feels that way anymore. She left the party at midnight on the arm of a man who had carved a government agency's initials into a tree as a teenager. I refuse to be the middleman in a relationship between you and the florist. As they walked through the city, he explained why he would never buy her flowers. Thanks for listening. I hope I did that some justice, I just think he's a good poet. And I always forget to read it, so I almost was just using this as an opportunity to read one of his poems, and I thought I'd share it with you. Oh. If you're in Toronto, I'll be doing comedy. With uh, the country phasers, which is Kurt Newman and a nice crew of musicians. We really, we had a great singer named Tom Gill at the last show. That'll be June 9th at the Transac at 10 p.m. And I do believe I will also be um, performing on the 12th of June at the Transac at 2 p.m. with AL Sr. to celebrate the release of his new album. Hopefully I have AL on soon, too. And then I'm doing a show, a comedy bar on like June 17th. It's all very exciting. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait, as the kids say. All right. Have a great day. Have a great night. Ladies, gentlemen, non binary people, folks with an X, it's always nice to be talking to you. Take care. Flanagan oh, weekly. Oh, man. Nick Flanagan weekly